dim the lights because it's time for our feature presentation of the box office preview podcast an on-stage blog podcast network production i am your host greg Earhart, contributor to on-stage blog and on screen joining me today my co-host an alternative title for our podcast was almost subaru versus ford it's on-screen chief critic ken jones ken welcome how are you <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm assuming you drive a Subaru. I, oh, I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and famously, you drive a Ford. So yeah, I, I guess. everyone knows that. Famously, <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. Well, <laughs> well, you know what drove off the road was Doctor Sleep uh, this past weekend Ooh. in a, I would say, legitimately shocking uh, weekend for the box office, uh, at least from Doctor Sleep's perspective. I'll uh, say. Yeah, Doctor Sleep came in at 14 million, uh, which is about half of the projections. Yeah, projections were in the 25 to even 30. There are even some predictions in the uh, in the low 30s range, and uh, this this was legitimately shocking because for a couple of reasons. I mean, one is this was a well reviewed movie, and two is Stephen King, and Stephen King has done really well um, this season. But this this might have been. Uh, you know, one Stephen King movie too many this year. Ken, what were your thoughts? Uh, what happened with Doctor Sleep? I, I think there was a general lack of interest uh, in, in seeing this movie. Um, I, I don't know if it's just that uh, you're having a sequel that's that's to a forty year old movie, and and maybe people, <laughs> you know, general audiences today, have, not as many of them have seen The Shining, mm-hmm. which would be a shame because it's a great movie, but. Um, right. Yeah, there just was not the demand for it that uh, that we were all anticipating. Well, that right, and right. So the question is why? And yeah, uh, I just yeah. I, so so I, your I answer is pass once again. I, I, <laughs> I like I said, I think I just I don't think that there was. I think the forty year uh, sequel part has, plays a factor. Yeah, so tracking was just always overinflated. There was never any I guess uh, so. adjustment. Yeah, so I think there. I think I. I think there are a couple things. One is one we discussed last week, which was while horror is almost a three, uh, twelve month a year sport, I do think early November. I would even say I wouldn't go far as to say November and December are probably the softest months of the year for horror, just because it comes right after Halloween. So the fact this came came out a week after Halloween, I think, was probably one of the worst weeks it could have possibly dropped in. I think it drops two weeks earlier. I think we're seeing a box office well into the twenties, um, you know, mid twenties at least, just you know, just for being a horror. The same you know, thing I gotta, is, go I gotta say, like, I saw the movie on Monday. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure I would classify it as a horror. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a, and so th- that goes into my second. Point, which was i'm guessing and i haven't seen it you can tell me the first trailer i remember reacting at this at the time it didn't seem like a horror trailer trailer to me yeah. it was kind of like a thriller it was sort of and it looked interesting and it, it looked compelling but i was just like oh like this isn't really a horror after all and then subsequent trailers really shifted gears really emphasized the homage to the shining and and really shifted to like the horror elements of it if you know whatever there were in there um but what sounds like from hearing from you is this is really much closer to the first trailer in terms of theme and it's and style yeah it's it's more i would say it's more of a supernatural thriller than it is a horror movie right okay um, yeah yeah that's i don't think audiences can determine i don't think that's necessarily 
a determining factor for most people that would go to whether they're going to see it. Because mm-hmm. I don't, th- I don't think you can determine that like going in. Yeah. Unless you're really like digging into into the reviews that are already out there. Yeah. What if if it was called and and I think and I think the third possible reason is Doctor Sleep. You have no idea it has any relation mm-hmm. to The Shining. You know, and maybe that was purposeful. Um, but I think it had some effect on the box office. Not only that, but you have no idea what the movie's about. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a cool. Yeah. It's a cool title, but it's also like, what the heck is Doctor Sleep, and how is it relating to, you know, The Shining? So I think that had some effect of it at all. But um, our our winner of the weekend was none other than our boy Roland Emmerich and his movie Crazy. Midway. <laughs> I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, like we should have seen this coming. Oh, oh, you have regrets? In a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have regrets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I I went way way low on this one. And yes, yes. I definitely have regrets. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like I Monday was Veterans Day, so it was yes. really Veterans Day weekend, right? And you have a war movie coming out. Like, it's kind of a built-in audience in a way. Yeah, I mean, I you think know? there's always an audience, especially if it's just kind of not fun is sort of the wrong word, but just, you know, it's not trying to be gritty. I think it's just trying to be a war movie, especially, right, it's a good time for Veterans Day weekend. And it's so, have you seen it? Yes, uh, no, I did not. Yes, no, okay. So, no, sorry. Yeah, so a couple people I know saw it, and um, it split down the middle. Half thought it was really, like, great. I, I don't think capital G great, but just like really good and entertaining and stuff. And the other half was like, this is a god awful movie. So I think, especially if you're conditioned to more realistic, grounded, gritty war movies, I don't think this is that kind of movie at all, you know, based on, but if you're just kind of looking for something more in the veins of the Patriot or, you know, uh, like you a know, popcorn, a yeah, popcorn, popcorn I think it's, I think it could be fun. So, uh, interesting to see what kind of legs this has. I think, as we get towards Thanksgiving weekend, I think I think it could pull the uh, the older audience in. Um, and hey, I mean now again, let's let's be clear: seventeen million is not a really great weekend. No, it's not blowing uh, your socks off. <laughs> no, it's only good relative to tracking, and obviously it was good relative to beating Doctor Sleep, which no one uh, would have predicted. Uh, another another box office we'll have to talk about is Terminator. Um, it had a horrendous uh, drop. Uh, <laughs> 63%. <laughs> oh, is that what the Rotten Tomato is now? It, no, no, no. The, the drop. It was a 62.8% oh, drop. drop in its second weekend. Yeah, it's it still hasn't broken $50 million, um, which is just really, I mean, just when you think about where all the other Terminators have been relative it's just a disaster i think we can officially crown this doa uh probably get lucky let it die die. (laughs) right right and um and lastly uh i wanted to bring up a a reader uh email uh that we got about last christmas we had talked about last christmas and one of the c don't see categories was that well you know the there's the actual george michael song last christmas is prominently uh featured uh, in the trailer and was at a poll for you to see it. And the reader pointed out, and I don't know how I missed this, uh, how we both missed this, but the movie is actually based off the song, like purposely, <laughs> like it's actually like, Oh really? The plot is modeled off of the lyrics of the song. Like it's actually one of the first, maybe the first, um, huh. song made. Yeah, to has that ever happened before? <laughs> um, 
I can't imagine how. I mean, maybe like one of those Beatles movies, like back in that's, the day. That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> even then, like, I mean, Sergeant like Yellow Submarine is like, but again, like that's. I think they 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 built the songs for Yellow Submarine, not not like right, right the other right. way around. You know, you know, right. like. <laughs> retrofitting a movie's plot like onto a, a 30 year old song right right i don't think it's ever happened before i don't think so either no and so this I'm opens up a whole world of I, of new ip you know to mine and oh, stuff gosh <laughs> oh no like we could we could do a movie about poker oh, like lady gaga's poker face the, I mean, there could actually, be you know what the only thing that comes to mind maybe is <laughs> is uh frosty's frosty the snowman uh, that's true. Uh, yes. Did they, right. did they make and, and maybe Rudolph? So you get like Christmas specials, right? Yeah. So it's all like it's all it all goes back to Christmas. Yeah, right. No, you're right. No, that's true. It's a very that's a very good point. But um, again, those are only thirty minutes, <laughs> <laughs> right? And animated for that, or matter. maybe an hour, but top yeah, like, right, you know, right, with commercials. Right. <laughs> so. Like, so really- that means we're definitely getting some movies based off of Billy Joel oh, songs, you know, scenes from Italian restaurant. I mean, that's definitely happening. And uh, he's a piano scene. Maybe we were born to run. <laughs> so it's not enough that, you know, music biopics are now a thing. Oh, now, no. we get, now we get. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is right. Actually, you know, honestly, though, like, this is good news for us because that's right up on stage blogs like Alley. That's right. It should be, oh. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so mad. So thank you, um, thank you, reader. I won't mention his name. Yes, not to. But um, but I mean, this this would have led to like ten bonus questions if I had realized this wow. for last Christmas. You know, about, <laughs> about various songs that could be made to movies and stuff. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, homework assignment this week. We, we we both come up with our top five. Uh, uh, oh boy, movies okay. we want. Uh, uh, movies we want to see based off the lyrics of a song. I think number one is Du Hast, I think, for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, give me something from Guar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, let's get. All right, so let's many possibilities. Get, I know, no. I so mean. off track. <laughs> I think I think maybe be a new streaming channel just to handle all this content oh, along with Disney Plus. Disney okay. can just buy it up. we have two new releases we have two new releases this week uh two major releases that we're going to talk about so one is ford versus ferrari and the other is charlie's angels we're going to open with ford versus ferrari we're going to do this in a slightly different uh format because our own our very own ken jones has already seen the movie saw it at a movie festival um and so He's actually going to preview this in a way because he can preview what we're about to see. Uh, we are going to hit some storylines. And then for the very first time in box office preview history, Ken is going to lead, do See, Don't See. And, yeah, a yeah, little, little uh, role play. And I have... <laughs> you know, get careful. Spice up, spice up the podcast. Spice and up I, the podlationship. It's... And I have no idea the categories. Uh, just like I don't give him any idea what the categories are, so uh, so I'll be giving my immediate reaction. Um, and uh, but first, let's do some storylines. So, Ford versus Ferrari, directed by James Mangold, um, is the true story of basically the competition to the the race to beat uh, Ferrari and. Well, you tell me. I don't. Yeah. Know. So I basically, mess, I, mess up, um, I mess up it during the uh, box office. <clears> so. so so you got the you got the twenty four hours of Le Mans, which yeah. is an uh, annual racing uh, 
uh, race, <laughs> racing race. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, in the in the um, in the early sixties, uh, Ferrari was was the dominant racing team uh, at Le Mans, and Ford decided to get in the game and try to challenge them uh, for supremacy at the at the Le Mans uh, challenge. Mm-hmm. And so they hire uh, Carol Shelby, who is a former driver, uh, to put together this team. And he gets a driver named Ken Miles. Uh, Carol Shelby is played by Matt Damon and Ken Miles is played by Christian Bale in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they try to uh, put together a race car that will beat Ferrari at Le Mans in 1966. So that's the basic premise of the story. The bare bones outline. Yeah, so it's uh, this is a story that's that's known well by the gearheads, and um, at least they know the concept of it. So it's it's a very interesting story, and there's a documentary about it that was done last year that was done to great critical acclaim, and it stars two of our very notable um, uh, actors who are both movie stars as well as very good actors, Matt Damon and Christian Bale, as you said, and. Uh, both are at an interesting juncture in their career, and I'm going to ask you sort of preview how they come off in this movie, uh, or at least review them specifically. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Christian Bale, you know, was... um, So he's sort of the most intriguing of this movie to me uh, because he's he's kind of now in a part of his career where I think he's being very choosy about who he goes with. I think he wants... You know, roles really meaty roles that have good, you know, Oscar uh, possibilities. Uh, he had a run as an opener for a while, particularly at the Batman phase. Um, he did. He was Moses, you know, uh, very interestingly uh, yeah. in Exodus: Gods and Kings, and then uh, and they moved on to some more meaty roles. He was Dick Cheney uh, last year, um, and now he's and again now he's in Ford versus Ferrari. Matt Damon, on the other hand, again more of a um, an everyman kind of actor again, still a star, I think. Although his, his star has faded a bit through no fault of his own, I think just sort of the roles he's he's yeah, chosen. It's, I think it's the like transition and like the stage of you know his career that he's at. Yeah, but, yeah, and Damon and Bale again, two very different actors. Again, Bale really likes to be quirky. Um, he really and Damon, I think, excels when he's really kind of being the straight man, the everyman, kind of the Martian character. Um, again, that's not my favorite of his roles. I, I think I personally love him when he's doing a character like the one he did in The Departed, where he's got a lot of attitude. Oh, <laughs> um, you're gonna love this movie was, then. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's yeah. a good segue. So, so yeah. Tell, like, tell us how Bale and Damon are. Again, so, what kind of characters they play? Is there Oscar potential? What it? What's? What are you? What right. Are you so, so uh, Damon as Shelby, he's kind of the the. You know, guy overseeing the whole operation. Um, he he's kind of he has a past history as a driver, and so he kind of still has that itch. But he, I guess, like for health reasons, like he can't keep going, and so he he's kind of like transitioned into a different phase of his life mm-hmm. uh, when Ford approaches him to do this. Uh, he's definitely like he's got that like swagger and like big personality. So uh, yeah, I, I if you like that kind of performance from okay. Matt Damon. you're definitely going to get that here great um, um, 
What about Bale? And sure. Bale, it, also a little quirky, but also like very, um, uh, very much like a, um, also a, a very big personality in this movie. Really, okay. Ar- arguably bigger. Like they're they're two like outsized personalities that like like will go eye to eye with each other and and even have like some knockout dragout fights. But oh, then, okay. yeah. but then like yeah. it's like. It's like uh, on sports teams, like the guys fight, and then the locker room five minutes later, they're hugging and laughing. <laughs> right, right. Like, is that kind of relationship between the two characters? Uh, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> so, do you uh, think they work? They work well together on screen. Oh yeah, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I saw this. I'll say I don't know if it's because I saw it at a a film festival, or if it's just the movie. But it was a real crowd pleaser. Mm. Uh, people were clapping and cheering during the movie. Really, which huh. is which I've I don't recall ever experiencing before. Uh, wow. during huh. the movie, like yeah. they were re- people were really into it. Wow, that's yeah, that's so. uh, that's great to hear, and I think that could play well in the box office uh, yeah. if that's sort of experience. And yeah, reviews are out, and it's this is very well reviewed so far, uh, above ninety percent, which is basically what we predicted in our fantasy box office preview. This had a really good pedigree. We know Bale and. Particularly Bale, they very rarely choose duds, you know, as movies to get yeah. into. James Mangold is an excellent director. He's coming off of the Wolverine mm-hmm. movies as well as some other very critically acclaimed hits. Um, and and the word out is that the racing scenes, and you tell me if this is correct or not, are really um, extraordinarily done, very realistic, yes. very, thrill- they, very thrilling. They really are. Okay. It's, I mean, it's like I actually compared it to the the cockpit scenes in Dunkirk. Um, okay. Yeah. In terms yep. of quality, there, um, and, and like putting you in right, the race right car, the and, yep. yeah. Um, I think the 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 best movie I've seen before for Ford versus Ferrari doing that was Rush, a couple years ago uh, with yeah, uh, right. uh, with Chris Hemsworth. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and this Brawl, Daniel Brawl. Yep. Yeah, and that yep. was really well done. But this is this is like as good or better. Yeah, and and that and Rush, they were rivals in that movie, which is right. which is interesting because this movie, they're partners, and they're obviously you tell me they fight, but you know, well, I mean, it's, it's like together. it's it's a it's a healthy, they're they're not exactly fighting, but they're yeah, you know, they, they do butt heads from time to time. They bicker, they bicker butt heads. Yeah. So, uh, so again, you made the most similar analogy to this movie is is Dunkirk with the cockpit scenes to this. And just and to be fair, this says if you if you've watched Fast and Furious, this is not going to be anything like Fast and Furious in terms no. of style. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so I get that clear. Yeah, right, right, okay. There's no Gone in sixty seconds, and you know, in terms of other no. car movies in the past. No, although I think that uh, Eleanor, the car that uh, that uh, Nick Cage is going for in that movie, is a is a Shelby, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. <laughs> so you... there is a little connection there. Okay. Do you, do you think either Damon or Bale get Oscar consideration? Yes, um, yeah. I think Bale will probably get a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Damon will get a Best Actor, but I mean, he it's it's a really it, it's it's a very crowd pleasing, satisfying uh, lead performance. Okay. And really, they're co leads. I, I would consider them co leads. Yeah. But. Okay. They'll probably. And, I, I imagine they'll submit Bale for supporting actor and best picture. Any chance? Mm. 
I know it's still early. We haven't seen everything, but just, just in terms of the caliber of this movie, and uh, you know, I think it's got a shot. Um, okay. I think it'll be in the running. I don't know if it'll make the final cut, but it'll probably it'll probably pop up uh, on a couple of awards uh, categories um, or in a couple different awards uh, uh, um, best picture uh, categories. I don't know if it'll. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll propel it. And give enough uh, juice to get to a best act, uh, yeah. uh, best picture for Academy Awards, but I think right. it, it'll be in the running. Is this? Would you say this is a well-paced movie? Is it, or is it more? Is there a lot of scenes of them plotting how to beat Ferrari? Like, what's how does how does it sort of play? Because again, you say it's a um, crowd pleaser. I'm guessing like the racing aspect of it is truly yeah. Crowd so, thing. yeah. so there's there's probably I want to. See if I remember this right correctly. There's one, two, I think there's four or five racing scenes, um, and and they're sprinkled throughout the the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one early on, you know, one toward the uh, two in the middle, and then one at the end. Okay. Uh, there's there is a, there is a lot of them like testing and refining and and you know trying to work out the kinks on the vehicles. Um, so you got that, and then there's you know, there, there's also mixed in like some family stuff with with uh, Ken's uh, Christian Bale's characters, you know, wife and mm-hmm. his young son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the corporate like kind of bureaucracy at Ford that they kind of have to butt their heads against. And, oh, OK, uh, that that's always into. yeah, that's always good. Yeah. Like in, in my review, I said it could have easily been Shelby and and um, or what <laughs> how did I say it? Uh, it could easily have been Shelby and Miles versus Ford and Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> if, Ford, if Ford versus Ferrari wasn't the the actual title of the movie. Yeah, right, right, right. So. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else before we get to see don't see? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Well, again, you are uh, you're doing see don't see for this movie, and uh, whenever you are ready. All right. For those of us who've not done C do C before, uh, this is a game we play where we come up with a couple of categories as a way to try to um, gauge our interest in seeing a movie. With uh, maximum score for each being a three, and the lowest score being a minus three, and we tally them up, and uh, then we get our totals. So, Greg, are you ready? I am ready. Yes. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> are you keeping track of the of the scores? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, number one, all you know is that it's a movie with Matt Damon in a leading role. Ooh, okay. So, uh, like Matt Damon, I'm not sh- again, if he's playing a really sassy, um, asshole-ish kind of character, I'm a three. Most of the give roles... give us an explicit rating on this, man. <laughs> uh, most other roles I'm like a one or a two depending on what it is if it's super generic I'm a one if it's an interesting potentially interesting role I'm a two so I will go to I'm, I'm interested I'm interested in what so I'm a two I'm a solid two yeah I think I'm a two as well um, yeah. I, I pretty much like him in almost everything but there's, there's every once in a while a few clunkers that I kind of uh, you know like the great just, wall the Great Wall, <laughs> downsizing, Suburbicon, oh, yeah. the Monuments Men. Oh yeah, he, you know, well, he stuff has like had, that. Yeah, he has had some conquests. Yeah, well. but then I mean, I even I even liked him in We Bought a Zoo. So I mean, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, no, he's the Adjustment Bureau is an underrated movie, I think. 
Yeah. So he's yeah. gonna be. I'm gonna be interested. This is this will. This is more of a discussion point for next week when we talk about um, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. But mm. I wonder if Damon will take the Tom Hanks mantle for like mm. the, in like 10, 15 years of like the everyman, like the older everyman. Right. You know, like the go to guy for like some <laughs> right. of those like certain roles that, that yeah, I get you. Right. 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 And because uh, right now I think he's the only guy. I mean, that, that could, that, that really has that uh, lane mm. right now. So, okay. What's All right, next? so we're both twos. Yep. Uh, number two, all you know is that Christian Bale is in the movie, Ooh. and he's at a normal uh, weight. He's not taking <laughs> off 50 pounds or adding 50 pounds. Okay, so, so I was a three on him until American Hustle, when Ooh. he he adopted that really weird accent, and I think as Chris Peterson notably put it, it was just a really bad Robert De Niro uh, impression he was doing the entire mo- movie. And I, I don't think he's quite been the same since, although he's had a couple of good things since then. He had to make sure he was good. Um, but, you know, he's obviously Dick Cheney was not otherworldly. Uh, I, I haven't seen that vice, but, you know, obviously that was. He, he star, really does star like disappear into that role. Yeah, yeah. So good it's, for him. It's something else. I mean, I don't I wasn't a fan of the movie overall, but. Right his performance was was pretty impressive yeah so oh. I mean, if, he's, if he's in the lead role i i really take notice i it can't be a three anymore but i'm a definitely a two i'm a solid two yeah i uh, i mean do i have to if i don't see all of his movies can i still be a three <laughs> um yeah yeah okay i'm still a three i mean <laughs> yeah. like you said if he's if he's doing a movie i'm it's on my radar whether yeah. i go see it or not like it's no like i have to take note of that Right, like it has to. I have to at least consider like this is a movie that I will go to see because uh, he just, yeah, he had that run yeah. in like the mid two thousands of just from from really the the machinist to to the Dark Knight that he just right. like everything he touched was was so amazing. Yeah. So I would say the difference between a three and a two for him is so like like you. It's like if you just know it's Christian Bale. Then you're just you may not go see it depending, but it's, it's like oh wow I I'm right. I gotta find out more I'm in. For me, it's like oh it's Christian Bale, but let me see what kind of movie it is. You mm. know, you know. Too. I'm like oh me, it's like, like me it's like I'm penciling it in and I'm gonna keep tabs on this and yeah, right. see where things go. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm a three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Number three. Uh, all you know is that it's a racing movie. Oh. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that's you're not gonna like the score. <laughs> um, I'm at least a minus two. Uh, oh wow! I hate racing. <laughs> I, I hate racing. <laughs> Wait, uh, why do you think I'm gonna hate this? Well, I, I don't know if you'd hate it, but just you might I, be surprised I, by it, or okay. maybe not. I don't know. Um, I really tried to watch Rush because I liked Hemsworth and Daniel Brawl, and I just couldn't get into it. It just bored me mm. to tears. I couldn't finish it. I couldn't stand the first few Fast and Furious movies until it turned into a different, <laughs> like more of an action franchise and a racing franchise. Um, I hate car chase movies, Ooh. so it's like, <laughs> which is my Baby Driver was nowhere on my radar. Ooh. Yeah, I, I gotta go minus three. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. Okay, I, I think I'm at a zero. Zero. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of racing in general. Like, I actively avoid racing on TV. Um, right. Right. If I'm ever like at my parents' house and they go to 
you know, flip on the race when the, you know, football's on commercial. Yeah. I'm like, flip it back, flip it back, flip it back. <laughs> right. Right. Or like, mm-hmm. okay, that's my cue to leave. Bye. <laughs> well, they would so, never do that with the, pa- during this era's Patriots. So, right. I mean, that was back nice. when it was this, you know, the, uh, yeah. Pretty anyway, blood. So Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> so I'm a zero. Like I, I don't. Uh, I'm not a fan of racing, but there are there are a few racing movies that I enjoy. Yeah, and I do. I do love a good car chase in a movie. So, okay. Yeah, right. I'll put a zero at that one. All right. What's next? All right. Number four. All you know is a movie based on a true story. Oh. Well, it's a lot of movies these days. Um. Yeah. I. Um. So I'm gonna answer. So, hmm. my answer is probably a one. It definitely moves the needle versus just it's a story. Uh, however, I do think it's used as a crutch a little bit too much in marking materials. I I don't. I think a story is can be just fine as a fictional story if it's compelling and has a good message. You know, if uh, if Shawshank Redemption was based on a true story, I don't think it means any more than it did. You know, being mm-hmm. totally fiction, um, but it does move the needle um, if it actually happens. So I'm, yeah. yeah. Captain Phillips meant something <laughs> a little bit more, um, you know, as based on true story than mm-hmm. not, especially in the marketing. Not necessarily having seen the movie. Right. I'm a one. one. Okay. I think I'm a one as well. Um, if for no other reason than the based on a true story, like Hollywood can really take some liberties with that. <laughs> Right, right. Like very loosely based on a true story, <laughs> right? Or based on true events, you know? That's yeah, inspired like by real events. <laughs> right, inspired. Like, yeah, that's that's when it's like right. I, I'm kind of looking at it askance. Like, mm, right. let's see where this goes. Um, but yeah, like I generally, so I have a really funny story. Okay, <laughs> I went and saw Everest on the uh, IMAX a few years ago, which. Oh, yeah. um, was really good to see on the IMAX, but it's based mm-hmm. on a true story of a real disaster on Everest. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert, most of the people in the movie die. <laughs> you know, it's because it's based on a true story. Right. Um, the people I went and saw it with did not know this going in. <laughs> okay. And so it's been a running joke between me and another guy for like the last like three years about like Everest, like left him like he walked out of that movie just like <laughs> scarred so he he always questions like my judgment when it comes to right the movies right, right. that suggest we go see <laughs> so okay that was based on a true story so all you know, right. yeah <laughs> all right I so, I t- so i'll take that a little bit more importance than i would any of your n- normal other <laughs> fictional stories but okay, all right else? uh number five all you know is that it's about a team in an us versus the world situation hmm wasn't well, it? Isn't it like us versus Italy uh, situation? Well, I mean, nobody believes in in yeah. Generally speaking, us, us versus Italy isn't as yeah yeah. Under, the, it's the yeah, whole like nobody believes in us kind of right. The ultimate underdog story. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it, uh, it works. Um, uh, big fan of it. Uh, definite. Uh, I mean, it's been done so many times. I don't know if it could even get me to a two just based on that concept mm-hmm. alone, but. Uh, a nice little one. Nice little yeah. one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a one as well. Uh, yeah. Like you said, it's been it's been done a million times over, and and I re- really it's it's the template for most sports movies is is the whole like underdog story. So right. Um, right. yeah, I'm I'm a one. 
Okay. All right. Last question that I got for you. Okay. Uh, all that you know is that it's a male-dominated movie with basically one prominent female role <laughs> in the entire movie. Wow. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, I'm surprised it has 92% uh, I know. Um, <laughs> all right. I have to be a little bit careful how I answer this. Um, the I don't know... Hmm. I guess a zero. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that's appeal or non-appeal to me. I guess it's just not enough of a factor. Uh, one so, way or another. So I will say this: I was a zero are you, as well. Are you a positive three? Oh, okay. I was. I was a zero, but I'm gonna go with a positive one. Okay. Because right. you're a sexist. Just, okay. No, I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> it's specifically for the woman that I was standing in line behind the day after seeing Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Because she said that there wasn't enough representation of, of <laughs> diversity in the movie about a f- racing team from the 1960s. <laughs> right. But, it, is, <laughs> but it, it does bring up an interesting concept, which is that there's a lot of complaints about diversity in movies. Mm-hmm. But if they keep going to the historical well to tell stories, yeah, they're it, all male-dominated. It does, like... <laughs> it does kind of limit your when you when you do these kind of movies. It's like right, I, right. I imagine that Midway probably has the same problem, generally <laughs> right. speaking. Which is why I joked about the bonus question. Like, let's right. just gender flip all of it, you know, and just yeah, let's see what happens. Hey, don't step on my bonus questions. Uh, oh, I'm just right. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or um, am I? Uh, right. So, <laughs> so I uh, have I have four bonus questions. Uh, I have one more see or don't see that I think okay. just guess okay. to seven because we try and get to seven. Okay. Uh, uh, James Mangold, see, see or don't uh, see. Let's put this in there. I, I think I'm at a solid two with him. Two? Order on a three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, three. yeah I, I'm not quite. I mean, I liked what he did in Logan. Um, I just, I don't know if he's as distinct enough a director to really make his mark for me, anyways. So I'm saying he's a good director, but just in terms of, um, it's probably more of a compliment to him because I, I don't like directors that he's do very this all. Solid. Right, right. I'm like, oh, look at me! I'm directing. I'm directing, you know, and mm-hmm. sort of tries to take over the movie. Uh, but I'm just a one. I'm just a one, James. Yeah, I'm, I'm a two. Solid okay. two. So your score is a ten out of seven categories, and I am a four. Um, the only negative was for me for racing. I was a negative three. Uh, you were neutral or positive in all of it, and I was neutral or positive in all of them except for that category. All right, and that makes sense because I gave the movie four out of five stars. So. <laughs> all right, good. All right, bonus <laughs> questions. Let's, all let's right, try and zip through these. Questions. We're, we're running right. a little bit long. Uh, if this movie was made ten years ago and they cast Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, oh. would you be more or less interested in seeing it? Oh, I do. Like my, I do like my Tom Cruise. Yeah, because these were the two guys that were originally considered for these roles oh really okay yeah this movie's yeah. been in circling production for quite a while i guess I, yeah i think th- i think that's a pretty good casting too i think they could have both done it today um am i more or less in um i think i'm a little bit more in because of cruise mm. i think yeah i don't know is that your dog or is that the uh your, yeah. your stomach no that's her <laughs> sorry that's okay all right, so if it was if it was Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, would you be more or less interested? Uh, more, yeah. More, okay. More. Uh, bonus question number two. Okay. So this movie has the third Batman actor that Matt Damon has starred with, um, including George Clooney and um, Ben Affleck. Okay. 
So if this movie okay. starred any other Batman actor other than Christian Bale, would you be more or less interested in it? Oh, you got to be think here. All right. Uh, so you got so Val Kilmer. You Val got Kilmer, George Clooney. Michael, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck. In Matt Damon's role. And Adam West. No, Adam no, sorry. Oh, in Bale's Matt role. Damon. In Bale's role. Oh, okay, in Bale's role. Um, more or less. Uh, I don't think there's anything that could be more, though. I think Keaton would be interesting. Val Kilmer would be weirdly interesting. <laughs> Clooney when Clooney's not a fit. I don't, no. I mean, maybe, maybe for Damon's role, but not definitely not for Bale's role. Um, and yep. Affleck, no, no. Adam uh, West. <laughs> <laughs> He could be Ferrari, maybe. But, uh. What about Robert? What about what about future Batman, uh, Robert Pattinson? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, he would be bad. Uh, I'm gonna say no. There's not. I think Bale's the most interesting. Less, out of less interested. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. All right, yeah. number three. <laughs> if they gender swapped the lead roles and made it a female empowerment <laughs> movie on top of being a us versus the world movie, nobody believes in us. Would you be? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. In 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 female gearheads. Yes. Absolutely. Then nonsensically. Uh, yep. In. Yeah. I, <laughs> and then the last one I had, and this is this is just for you because you know what? Okay. Uh, yeah, what? I'm is your Ebony Maw like is Ebony Maw Ferrari or like... if it was Ford versus Ferrari <laughs> versus Ebony Maw <laughs> would you be more or less interested in uh, seeing more, but only if like Ma, if Ma's just there to taunt them. Like, no, he's not really in the movie. He, he's just he there. Like, he doesn't. Ha- no, he's racing. He just doesn't have well, a car. Well, he, le- he levitates. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that, that is very appealing. Um, I, I actually like the concept a little bit better. If he, again, you're still doing that movie. It's just Ma's just you know flying around taunting right. them, just kind of messing up their plans every once in a while with his powers and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, who wouldn't be in for that? Yes, I'm in. Messing yes. with the racetrack like Yeah, yeah. But not but not only like sparingly. Like not right. not you know, not in a huge way. Like, like oh, like, look, a tree just fell. Thanks everybody. <laughs> right. Okay. right. Uh so there you go. That's that, those oh, are the uh, bonus questions I had. All right, very good, very good. So we'll make our predictions at the end of the podcast. Let's get to Charlie's Angels. Um, so this is uh, another reboot of, uh, you have to say it was a, a successful uh, two-movie franchise uh, that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. That would star Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and Drew Barrymore. Uh, they both made over $100 million uh, for non-adjusted inflation. And so it's re- it returns in 2020, which is a little bit curious uh, because obviously it's based off the TV show in the 70s, um, sort of a dated concept of three female spies that are governed by um, at least two other males, sort of in a very stuffy fashion. Um, so this is sort of a curious remake. Um, I'll get to that specific question in a couple questions, but this uh, incarnation does star Kristen Stewart and Naomi Scott. And Kristen Stewart's had an interesting career. We're not going to go through IMDb, but you know her most notable roles in Twilight. Um, she's done. She's gone and done a few things. I guess also she was Snow White and Snow White and the Huntsman. 
and she's never truly gone away, but she hasn't really emerged. She's, she's turned to- more toward like uh, art house right. in the last couple of years. So is is Kristen Stewart still a star? Can she be? Is what's what's her apex here? Or is she past? Uh, her I think she's probably as a star past her apex. As a actress, I think she's reaching her apex. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think she's become a much better actress in the last like four or five years. Right. Right. Than she was ten years ago. Yeah. So your interest in watching her in movies has not peaked yet. Basically, is what you're saying. No. Based on what she's done and okay. But I'm, okay. I'm more interested now than I ever was when I had zero interest in ever <laughs> seeing anything Twilight related. Right. 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 So, yeah, interesting combo. Naomi Scott's coming off of her star performance in Aladdin. Um, she was often uh, regaled as, you know, the best thing to come out of that movie, a future, you know, star. Um, I We've talked about her a little bit, so I'm not going to spend too much time. I, I think she has a chance to be a super-duper star um, just based off of her, not to be crass, but this matters in Hollywood for men and women, but her looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's got it. I think she's got talent. She's got so much natural charisma. Um, I think she's really someone to watch and um, and looking forward to seeing what she does, not particularly in this movie, but seeing what else and maybe kind of standard popcorn fare. Uh, any thoughts on Amy Scott before we? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think she's an up and coming actress. Yeah. Do you think Charlie's Angels? can work in the 2020s and beyond kind of based uh, on what I, what I describe as a dated concept. I mean, uh, I thought it was dated when they did it in <laughs> the 2000 or 99, whenever that movie, those it was the last came. vestige of it. Yeah. Because yeah, they were was, still was, doing corny ish action. And that was definitely it's, corny action. Yes. Um, uh, right. They were, they were like a, they were like a, uh, like a person that has never done action. Like if if like their impression of what an action movie should be, and yeah, it's no surprise that the director is Mick G. Yeah, so. well, and again, I, I don't think the purpose of that was really to be a competent action movie. I think no. you had three beautiful star movie stars, and the purpose of them was to look good during it, and that was that was sort of they didn't. I don't think they were um, shy about <laughs> kind of do you know making that point, or at least that's no. being the purpose of it. Uh, this movie, that's not going to stand in 2019, um, you know, in the age of female empowerment, Me Too, and all that stuff. So they're definitely, before you even saw the trailers, you knew they're going to make a, a smarter movie. Um, yeah, a movie where, you know, they're definitely, it's going to be more empowered and, you know, it's a more modernist and it's going to appeal somewhat to the woke crowd uh, in some fashion. Which uh, reviews are out and uh, 63% Rotten Tomato score right now, which uh, was higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, <laughs> Based on just the concept and the stars involved. Um, so, you know, I, I think we'll see. I have, I'm just, uh, I have some predictions on how the plot's going to work out. Um, I think it's uh, good for Patrick Stewart for, uh, for being involved in this sort of movie. Um, and, uh, and Elizabeth Banks, I gave a shout out to her. She wrote and directed this. And uh, I think it's always good for her to get writing and directing gigs. So oh. uh, let's get to see, don't see. All right. Uh, back to normal format. Yes, this uh, feels more familiar. <laughs> all you know about <laughs> the movie is part of the Charlie's Angels franchise. See or don't see. Uh, yeah, the, the, I'm not going to lie. The, um, 
the two Mick G movies really, really scar, <laughs> like really turned me off to this idea of, for a movie. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm at a negative three. Minus three. Okay. I have, I have no interest in mm-hmm. ever seeing the, the, seeing those, uh, two movies again and i'm not sure i'm interested in in checking this movie out either yeah i'm uh i'm a minus two or minus three i'll go a little bit softer go minus two for pretty much the same reasons uh kristen stewart all you know is she is starring in the movie yeah um i'm surprisingly turning into a a pretty big fan of hers um which i never thought i'd say right when she was starring in those twilight movies um uh, but again, like, uh, so I'm, I'm probably, I'm going to say a one still, but inching ever so closely to a two. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think she's getting better and better as an actress. So a strong, a strong, one. A, a very strong one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do wonder, I'm a zero. Um, I just, it doesn't really move the needle for me one way or another. I do wonder if. I feel like she, uh, she and Anna Kendrick occupy very similar roles. The only difference is Kendrick can sing, but I think <laughs> acting wise and looks wise, I think they're very similar. And I think you could easily flip flop them in most uh, non musical roles that they've shared. Uh, I do wonder if Kristen Stewart would have made the movies Kendrick in better or not, because Kendrick is, I think, a, a good actress as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see them as very different actors, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But just based movies, on the so based on movies. the roles that I've seen them in, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, so what did I say? I'm a zero. Um, well, I look at I, I look at certain like I, I just look at a couple movies like um, like a Simple Plan and uh, like that could have very easily been Kristen Stewart. I think mm. in there again, Stewart would, hasn't done a lot of commercial projects. Um, yeah, I would recently, see so her. So it's kind of hard the, to envision. I would see her in the other role in that movie. Oh yeah, before. Yeah. Instead of Anna Kendrick's role. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're more of a Stuart file than I am, so I definitely, I definitely defer to you, and I could very yep. well be very wrong. Uh, Naomi Stan. That's <laughs> uh, Naomi Scott. Um, I'm gonna say zero. Zero. Um, yeah, I think she has promise, but I still need to see her in more things. I think the only thing I've seen her in to date so far is is Aladdin and. Yeah, I mean, she was fine, but I wasn't impressed with the the movie overall. Okay, well, I'm a, I was impressed by her in the movie. I'm a two, as uh, for reasons already stated. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, all you know is she uh, she wrote and directed the movie. That's all you know about. Mm. Uh, what and else? she also star and she's also in the movie, of course. She is also in the movie. Yes. yes. Um, I'm trying to think. She's she's only done the only other movie she's directed is really pitch perfect two yes which was a pretty solid sequel right um yeah i'll doesn't really move the needle for me oh i'd like to yeah uh she shows some skill and promise Mm -hmm. so yeah i tend i i'm a fan of her personally i think uh, her comedic roles are oh me too Uh, as uh, an actress i'm I'm a fan yeah i just uh, haven't seen enough from her as a director to really have an opinion yeah, I agree. I think I'm also zero. This uh, is our first screenplay, by the way. Okay. So that's interesting. Patrick Stewart. All you know is he is in a supporting role in a movie. See or don't see. Mm, probably a one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, big Patrick Stewart fan. Uh, from X-Men to Star Trek. 
Um, he's he's like in the Jeremy Irons class to me of just he's such he's such a unique and uh, talented uh, actor. It just his speaking the way he talks is just you know again read the phone book. I'll pay nine bucks to hear him <laughs> read the phone book for an hour. Uh, I'm a two a supporting role. I'm a two. Mm. Uh, that's that. Uh, I know what the movie is. It's like a girl power movie. Uh, that's all you know is that's the plot conceit, and it's uh, it's all about girl power and, and kicking ass, and you know, mm. all in the name of feminism. See or don't see. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be a uh, a strong zero on that one. <laughs> strong, <no. laughs> that's for you, Chris Pearson. That's, that's uh, no, I'm, I'm a zero on that. Um, generally speaking, I don't really care for it but I, I there have been a few movies that i have uh genuinely enjoyed uh the the, the female empowerment theme and yeah. you know um kind of like even even men getting their like comeuppance kind of aspect of of movies like that so yeah. i you know balanced out probably a zero uh yeah i'm a minus one and again those movies i don't think are really for me and uh if they're not for me then i'm gonna stay away from them generally minus one minus yeah. one uh, last one. Uh, all you know is a spy flick, but it's not too serious. So it's mm. you know, sort of a. I do like spy fun. movies. Yeah, and I do like fun spy movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm probably a uh, yeah. I'm probably a one on that. One, okay. Yeah, uh, I like serious spy movies. Um, I like all spy movies. So yeah. <laughs> if the stakes aren't that high, then I'm not there with it. So I'm also a minus one on this. Oh. All right, let's tally up the scores. Uh, let's see, you are a zero, and I am a zero. So we are oh, both wow. perfectly neutral. We are both perfectly neutral on this. <laughs> okay, I have some bonus questions on this. Well, again, we'll, we'll breeze right through this. I have three. All right, if this was rated R, mm. are you more or less interested? Um, more? Yes, more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I need to give reasons why? <laughs> sure. Yeah, give, give a quick reason. Well, well, I'm guessing the violence would be would be um, kicked mm-hmm. up a notch. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing probably too the sexuality. Yeah. If we're being honest, that would be kicked <laughs> up a notch too. Wow, you lecherous man, you. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what wow. gets you. I know what gets you going, Mr. Jones. That's no, I'm it. saying like those two, both of those aspects would be uh, probably. That's right. Put the ass aspects. That's that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So you're more. Um, I don't. I mean, if it's Charlie's Angels rated R, I'm like, eh. I, you know, I don't know. I like the Deadpool to... version of Charlie's Angels. It would need to be rated R and good reviews for me <laughs> to kind of get get in there. So, but rated R by itself, no. Uh, let's see what's next. Uh, if this is getting, <laughs> if this is getting Oscar buzz, uh, you don't know wow. how it's getting Oscar buzz. You know, it could be best song. It could be special effects. I would be more, I would be Oscar. more interested because I usually make a priority to try to see as many Oscar nominated movies as, uh, before, before the Oscars as I can. Right. So right. Okay. By default, I would be more interested. <laughs> I mean, it could be uh, Patrick Stewart's performance as best lead supporting lead actor. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, uh, I don't know. It doesn't get me anymore there than it would before. Uh, if you found out that if the trailers made it really apparent that Patrick Stewart was like a mustache twirling villain uh, in this in this movie, 
uh, is is that more or less interested? Hmm. Has he done a villain role before? I feel like he has. Good question. I mean, like, someone, there like a, someone there like argue a... that that Professor X was a villain role. And, Ooh. Uh, you know. Wow. Real, real contrarian. <laughs> particularly, uh, particularly position. in the last stand. Yeah, in the last stand. Um, but he was holding Jean Grey back. Yeah. Mm. Um. No, I'm probably a little less interested less in seeing that. Yeah. I'm more. Yeah, definitely more. Right? Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I would be a little more interested because he was the villain in Green Room, and he was terrifying. Oh, really? Oh, I haven't yes. seen that. Okay. That that movie gave me a like panic attack leaving the theater. Oh, really? <laughs> like, well, not panic attack, but I was like, I was I was very stressed out by that movie. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. it's intense. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So that's the end of the bonus questions. So we will do a quick Rotten Tomato I'm surprised review. You didn't do the uh, gender swap for that. Well, I can't wear it out. You gotta save it for, uh, for specific weeks. That's um, a perfect. So this perfect one? No, 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 you're right. If it was all men, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Uh, let's see. Let's do Rotten Tomato review. We'll do first Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, we'll see. Again, yeah, 92%. Uh, so we'll do a couple positive reviews. Anthony Lane from New Yorker. It's a film about pride, about being as proud of your own flesh and blood as you are of your metal machines, and about the craziness that flares up whenever pride gets hurt. Uh, that was a positive review. Negative review from Kevin Marr from The Times UK. Directed by James Mangold with a slavish appreciation of formula. It's the perfect movie event of the year if that year was 1955. Ooh. Mm. Two out of five stars for that. Oh. Uh, Edward Douglas from The Weekend Warrior. Not only one of the best movies of the year, but possibly the best movie of Mangold's brilliant career. Positive review. 9.5 out of 10. And then Daniel Rutledge with a negative review. Everyone's trying their best, but the over-the-top cheesiness and painful predictability almost ruined the whole thing. From Daniel Rutledge, Flicks.New uh, Zealand. All right, Charlie's Angels. Again, we had 63%. Uh, we'll do just we'll do one positive, one negative for here. Uh, one positive. Uh, Ashley Menzel from We Live Entertainment. Elizabeth Banks has created a nonstop kick-ass film that celebrates the strength of women without beating the audience over the head with it. Uh, and then, and then M- Michael Joshua Rowan uh, from Slant Magazine negative review: All the feminist virtue signaling in the world can't conceal the film's creative conservatism. Mm. There you go. There. All right, let's do some box office predictions. So, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I have to say, we both I think nailed this on our on our preview podcast. So, tracking in a twenty five to thirty five million dollar range, box office preview dot uh, box office dot com. Uh, so, it has that thirty two million. Um, Ken, we'll start with you. What is your prediction? Mm. Well, I don't think there's a whole lot of competition for it, given what's already out. <laughs> right. So yeah. I think um, I'm going to say 34.5. Ooh, okay. I think it's slightly higher. Okay. I think, mm, again, the reviews are going to help it. I think Damon is still a draw. And I think the subject material is a bit of a draw. I think it's going to be a draw for, again, more 
of a nichier audience um, than one would be accustomed to. So I think it's going to be a little light, slightly, slightly light. I'm going to go 30, 30 on the dot, 30, 30 million on the dot. Uh, Charlie's all right. So okay, he went thirty-two. I went thirty, uh, and then uh, Charlie's Angels. Um, so much to my chagrin because I have this in my fantasy box office roster. The projection <laughs> of this has been dropping like every week for the last month. <laughs> We're down to like tracking in like the ten to twenty, twenty-five million range. Uh, Boxoffice.com has a eighteen million with a range of fifteen to twenty-two. Um, Ken, we'll start with you. What's your prediction? Mm. I'm going to say this one underperformed slightly. I'm going to go 16 and a half. Mm. I think um, I think this is I think this is a little. I'm, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going a little bit higher than mm. tracking. Um, I think there's a point with your I, heart. I think there's a demographic play here. Again, I don't think Charlie's Angels means much to anybody, but I think just sort of a, a hipper, potentially funny, um, you know, young women action movie. I think this could get that crowd. I don't see much for that crowd in the theater um, right now. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to go 21. I'm going to go 21 million. All right, so you went 16 and a half. going 21 well yeah i mean you always take tracking with the grain of socks again they can be wrong just like they were at dr mm. sleep <laughs> you know where they were like wrong off by like 50 so you know it's uh you can never guess who's gonna show up sometimes okay uh so that wraps up this week uh we will be back next week big week next week uh is frozen 2 uh, as well as a beautiful day in the neighborhood and 21 bridges uh, we might spend a minute or two on 21 bridges but most of our time will be on frozen two and a beautiful day uh, in the neighborhood and then the week after that's thanksgiving and then we'll have a couple thanksgiving uh releases out and then uh and then we'll have a week off and then we'll be back uh we'll be back for a couple straight weeks until we get to the christmas movies and then uh, we'll have our january february break uh, before we get right back to it uh, in March, in March 2020. So, Ken, uh, what do you have to plug? Uh, I've just posted um, a review for Parasite, which okay. was um, actually maybe my favorite movie of the year so far. Woo! Yeah. Right. A Korean film that probably a, lot, a whole lot of people are going to see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, but it's, it's it's really fun. It's a really it's like 500 theaters now, isn't it? It is. It's it's a lot of people. Have, uh, it's gotten rave reviews. Um, so yeah, it, if if that's playing at a theater near you, go check it out. It's it's worth uh, worth sitting through the subtitles. Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also I did a double feature yesterday at the movie theater, seeing Doctor Sleep and Jojo Rabbit. So I'll be writing about those in the near future, and uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, and uh, I have a piece out there right now. It's my first piece uh, since the spring uh, about Rotten Tomatoes and really kind of explaining why we need it more than ever and we shouldn't listen to uh, a growing number of critics who say it should be ignored and um, and and branded useless. So I come to its defense, so uh, go check that out. And... Uh, check out all the podcasts on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. Uh, we've got I got over a dozen podcasts now. Uh, we'll have a new we have a movie court, a new movie court uh, coming out. 
hopefully soon we got last jedi we have uh, ken and chris they argue over whether last jedi was a good movie or not i'm the presiding judge on it and uh, it's a lot of fun so make sure you check that out uh check out desperate Se- seeking entertainment uh music movie musical shakedown anything you want on theater or movies uh no place else to go but the onstage blog podcast network all right for ken jones uh oh and um I mentioned a reader email. You can email us at onstagebop at gmail.com. That's onstagebop at gmail.com. Do you have a see or don't see? Do you have any questions you want us to answer? Uh, just shoot us a holler there and, uh, and we'll read it on the podcast if it's good enough. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter, KenJones81, Greggy333, also on Facebook, and also just go to onstageblog.com, find on screen, find all of our content there. For Ken Jones, this is Greg Earhart. We will see you next week for Frozen 2 and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Enjoy the movies and enjoy Disney+. Plus. It's great. Yes, hurry up. <laughs> End this so I can get back to my Disney+. Plus. I've I got Chippendale's <laughs> Rescue Rangers to binge watch now. i got right. DuckTales to plow through. See you next week. Adios. Woo. And joining me today, my co-host. Oh shoot, I forgot to ask. This. Oh, I'm sure, I have to do this again. Uh, what's the car? What car do you drive? Uh, I drive a Ford Focus. Ford Focus. Okay. <laughs> Let me restart this again. Oh, you have a Ford. Okay. Oh, I do actually. I have a Ford. Okay. Okay. It works out well, I guess. <laughs> Although it's all it's only a Focus. <laughs> that's a, that's a, all right.